Hello, 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 and welcome to Small Talk. Now, today I have the absolute uh, honor and privilege to be speaking to a woman whose impact a lot of people may not know her name, but I'm sure after today you will. But I'm here celebrating women who are considered by some ordinary, and even to themselves, they consider themselves ordinary. But today I want to highlight her story. I want to highlight her life, and I want to tell you a little bit about her. So without any further ado, I want to introduce my beautiful friend, Lalitha Island. Lalitha, welcome to Small Talk. Hello. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. Yes, 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 indeed. So Lalitha, I want you to share with our audience. Now, we've been knowing each other for a long time, but I want you to share with our audience, your story. I'm going to let you do all the talking and uh, I'm just going to sit back and just, um, you know, just hear everything that you have to say today. So go on, take the floor. <laughs> Thank you, Jackie. Appreciate it. Well, my story is kind of funny because when you think about your life story, you don't think much of it because you're just an ordinary person. So I was raised in a Pentecostal church. Um, mom and dad, we, they had 10 children, which I'm number nine of 10. And then even after that, I was number nine for 10 years. And then another one came along. And of course, I wasn't happy about that. But now she's like my best friend. So that's wonderful. And we were raised in the church. And, you know, everything seemed like it was just fine. And, and then I, you know, started growing up and decided I was going to get married at the tender age of 19, and don't ask me why, but 19 years old. So I go and get married, big, beautiful wedding. Everything was just wonderful. Now, in my mind, Jackie, I'm thinking my mom and dad had been married as long as I knew them, you know, like forever and never saw any problems, never saw any fights or fusses or anything like that. So in my mind, I'm thinking, this is what I'm about to have. I'm about to have that lifelong marriage and life is just going to be beautiful, just bliss. And that was totally not what happened with me. And, um, but I did have two beautiful children from that marriage and we did end up in divorce, but um, you know, it was, it was still a blessing because God blessed me with two children. And I learned a lot during that time. Um, I learned a lot during my marriage and, one thing it did for me is still help me to keep my eyes focused on God, because no matter what circumstance around me and no matter what worked or didn't work or didn't turn out the way I thought it was going to work out, God really, really still showed himself strong on my behalf because I kept my faith in him. And I still believe in the institution of marriage. It's a beautiful thing. Whether you, you have a good marriage or a bad marriage, you still have to remember God is God. He still sits now, on the throne. Now, let me ask a question. From age 19, so when did you get divorced? And, and if you don't mind my asking, as a 19-year-old um, entering into the institution of marriage, can you truly say that you were ready? Or, I mean, what, what was that experience like for a 19-year-old? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was not ready. Now, in my mind, I had honestly and I believe Because the, the environment that I was raised in, uh, I thought, you know, I've got this under control. I know how to handle this. But what I didn't realize was I wasn't my mom, neither was my husband, my father. So we're talking about two complete different people that I'm trying to 
use the same pattern as my mom and dad to make that work. So at 19, we were both, you know, I'm 19, he's 21. And we were both still very much immature. Matter of fact, Jackie, let me tell you how funny this was. I won, we won, we had our invitations for our wedding had our picture on it and we had ordered over 300. And so we won a free honeymoon to the Poconos. And listen at this now. Remember I was 19 when I got married. Right. You had to be 21 to take this trip. So it, it lasted for a year, you know, it expired in a year. Well, in a year, I was still only 20. <laughs> so, so I was too young to even take the honeymoon that we won. So that just goes to show, you know, I, we were very much immature, but I still had my faith in God. And we both were in the church and we both, you know, the funny thing, we both in the same type of Pentecostal church. And so I really didn't go in there thinking there was ever going to be a problem. I just went in thinking, hey, his mom and dad's been together forever. My mom and dad has been together forever. We've got this. We're going to make this work. We stayed married for six years, for six years. And it was so much that came against us. And I, I also realized that even though I grew up where I was fasting and praying and seeking God all the time, mm-hmm. that I, you know, I later realized if I knew then what I know now, I probably could have made it work even better because mm. not just reading the word, it, it's a relationship with God that I, that we were both missing and we didn't know how to put God first and trust God that he would help us with that relationship. So we went through a lot. And as a young girl like that, that relationship really damaged me a lot. Mm. It damaged me a lot. And sometimes now, if I'm not careful, it will give me, it left me with low self-esteem and, you know, people, they just didn't believe that, you know, but it left, it left me with a lot of low self-esteem because I felt like, what's wrong with me? Mm. What did I do wrong? Uh, You know, why couldn't I make this work? I fasted, I prayed, God, why didn't this work? Now I have to tell you, um, when we did end up, ended up going through the divorce, I got mad at God. Even though mm. I learned so much from it, I was upset with God, Jackie, and I decided not talking to him anymore. Mm. So I was still going to church. I played the piano at my church. I was over the praise and worship, over the choir. I was still doing everything that I you know, had been doing the whole time. But my heart was just so crushed that I just felt like I can't, you know, I can't trust God anymore. I can't talk mm. to him. I love him, but you know, I'm just going to keep going to church and just do what I do. And so let, let, hold on, hold on. Let, let's talk about that. Let, let's talk about that for. Okay. <laughs> this is this is so that, that is yeah. a loaded, loaded statement, and yeah. the reason why I said let's go there. Um, do you realize that there are so many people in the church today who are in that very same vein? That same vein, yeah. as the Bible says. Um, you know, you 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 speak well of me, but your heart is far away from me. So yeah. talk about that. How did that? Yeah healing come from, from all that pain and rejection you were feeling? It was, uh, it's a, it was a journey. And it's funny because I don't think about it too much anymore, but now that I'm going back down memory lane, and as I recall, just, you know, I thought about all my friends, the ones that got married, they were still married. And I'm looking at them having a beautiful relationship. Their family looks like, to me, the perfect family. And some may have even been like the Brady Bunch, but I didn't get that. So I envied that in a, in a, not in a bad way, but in a godly way, like, God, why didn't my life go that way? Why 
couldn't I have that? You know, mm-hmm. I love my husband. I believe that he loved me. And there was a lot of things that happened during our relationship. You know, he was drop dead gorgeous. He was just gorgeous. I have to tell you. Mm-hmm. And a lot of women just was constantly after him, constantly after him. And I just don't think that he was mature enough. I didn't know how to handle it. He didn't know how to handle it. Mm-hmm. And so when I left the marriage, I was just really scarred. And when my friends would call to talk to me about it, I didn't even want to talk to my friends. I tried to shut everybody down because I just felt like they're laughing at me or they're just mocking me and thinking, okay, she got married and this didn't work. And so I went through so much. And that's what the enemy tries to do. He tries to isolate you. Yeah. So the more he would tell me what was wrong with me, and then I'm thinking about the arguments that maybe we had or the things that were said to me or things that even I said to him, it began to make me feel more and more isolated, kind of like what he did with Eve, you know, kind of isolated her Mm -hmm. so he could show her something and get her to agree with him. Mm -hmm. So that's what he was doing with me. You know, God didn't come through for you. You've been fasting and praying. You know, I was baptized with the Holy Spirit at the age of 12 with speaking in tongues, the whole nine yards. Mm -hmm. So I thought God, like he was in my right pocket, you know, like we are these God. And so when this happened, Jackie, I just, like, God, where are you? Where were you while I was going through all this? Why did you allow me to go through this? You know, my whole goal was, as a matter of fact, um, we were going through a situation at one time and I was pregnant with my first child. And I had fasted so much until I dehydrated. My son, um, when he was born, it was almost like a driver because I had de- dehydrated so much trying to fast and pray. Mm. And I felt like God failed me, but I still loved him. So that's how I ended up going to church and just functioning. I was just functioning, but that relationship had been, it had been destroyed with me and God, I loved him. And now this is one thing I, you know, I laughed to myself now. I said, but in my heart, I said, I'm not going to curse God. I'm not going to do anything that's crazy because he's still God, but I'm really mad at God. So I wouldn't tell him that I was mad at him as if he didn't know. <laughs> and I didn't want to tell him how disappointed I was with him as if he didn't know that either. So in my little, you know, finite mind, I'm thinking, well, I just won't tell God anything. And, you know, we just won't have the relationship like what I thought we had because he did not come through for me. And I was very wounded. And I remember my mom telling me, she said, this won't last forever. This will not last always. And she said, even the people that may you think are talking about you, she says something else will come along and they'll jump on that bandwagon and talk about that, but you're going to be okay. And I remember that I'm like, okay, mom, but I just, you know, visitors were coming by. I didn't want to talk to anyone, Jackie. He was like really, really trying to isolate me. And so when I did leave the marriage, we had two children. I have a son. His name is Daryl and a daughter, Alexis. And they're almost 40 now. So they're like old, (laughs) but um, (laughs) it just, it was so devastating to me because I never added failure into the equation. I never thought that my marriage wouldn't work. Jackie, when I was a young girl, like now, of course I got married at 19, so I was still young. But when I was like uh, 15, 16, I used to have this job at a nursing home. And so many of the older women would come to me and talk to me and ask for prayer. I would pray with them. They would come back and tell me how their marriages worked and how things were getting better. I'm like, yes, yes. So you can only imagine that when I got married, I thought I had the answer to everything. Mm 
My marriage is going to be, you know, foolproof. It's going to be divorce proof. This is going to be great. So I didn't realize that there's actually strategies that we need to use when praying and that there's certain type of ways that we pray. And I, I do know, and I do believe that you can just talk to God, period. It's, you can just talk to him. That's a form of prayer. It's just communication. But, and I also had to realize it, I'm working with someone's will, you know, mm-hmm. so they have to surrender to God as well as I had to surrender to God. Mm-hmm. And I just got so upset with God when it was all over. And I have to tell you this story, Jackie. I probably never told you this before, but I got so upset when we finally finalized the paperwork and everything else. Um, We were at church one night and my girlfriend was with me. And when church was over, she said, I want you to meet my boyfriend. And now listen, we were fresh from church. She's like, I want you to meet my boyfriend. And my, um, my parents were the pastors. So I'm a PK (laughs) and I'm like, okay, let's go meet him. And so her boyfriend was a photographer. And he worked at this uh, teenage nightclub. And I was like, I'm not going to there. And she was like, we don't have to stay. I just want you to come in. He's a photographer. I just want you to come in and meet him. So finally, she convinced me. I said, okay, I'm going to go. Now, this is during the time that I'm upset with God. I'm mad at God. Mm. And let me tell you what helped me to get over being being mad at God. Mm -hmm. So we go in there, Jackie, and we're standing before this huge glass window. And he says, let me take your, she's asking him, take a picture of me and Lolita. And we took the first picture. She said, take two of them. You know, those old Polaroids where the picture comes right out instantly. So she says, take two, because I want a picture and I want to give Lolita a picture. And I'm standing looking around. I'm like, God, got to get out of here. This is just not my type of environment. He goes to take that second picture, Jackie, and his camera gets stuck. And he's working with, he said, my camera has never jammed like this before. So I'm standing there and he said, why don't you ladies go sit on the side? He said, while I fix my camera, because I want you to just have to stand there. He said, stand over to the side and um, I'll fix the camera. So while we are walking, she's ahead of me. She's walking ahead of me. All of a sudden I hear all this and it's the 4th of July. So I hear all this thinking it's fireworks, you know, I'm a church girl. I haven't been out there. No, ma'am. The window we were standing in front of, they completely shot it out. Completely wow. shot the whole window out. We just missed it. It was so close that the bullet hit my girlfriend, grazed her leg, just like ripped the whole portion of her leg off. Mm. And everybody drops down except for guess who? Me, because I'm thinking, I'm still thinking it's some kind of fireworks. I'm still standing tall and she grabs me. She's like, get down, Lolita. This shoot out the window. Oh. And I'm like, oh my God. Oh, wow. That was what made me realize it, <clears throat> it could have been, I could have been gone that quickly. Mm. And guess what? I said, God, please forgive me. <laughs> I said, I've been so mad at you. And that's what made me turn around and realize, God, you do care. You yeah. do love me because I could have been gone standing in that window. Mm. And I would have got shot, completely shot up from the back. They mm. completely shot that window out. But I realized how much God loved me then and how much grace and mercy he had on me. And though things didn't turn out the way I wanted them to turn out and my life didn't go the way that I wanted it to go, I still recognize God is still God. And I that just deepened my relationship with him. Wow. So it, it just was, it, that was a, it was an ordeal going through that marriage, but God really fixed my life where um, we went through some things. And I recall a time that um, God was really telling me, can you forgive? And I was like, 
well, yes, God, I can forgive. That's not the problem. Then he said, can you restore? Mm. <laughs> that's, that's another thing. And Jackie, I remember trying to make myself feel better because there was infidelity in a relationship. Mm. And when there's infidelity in your relationship, no matter trust, how yeah. wonderful you are, no, that trust, that, that betrayal, it goes to the root. I mean, it, it gets you. And I remember saying, God, I don't know how to do this. So I went to the hairdresser trying to get my hair fixed. I tried to fix my face, put some makeup on, trying to beautify myself to make me feel better. If I, maybe if I look better on the outside, then I'll feel better on the inside. Mm -hmm. And it helped about maybe an hour, <laughs> you know, for an hour. I thought I was cute, whatever. But after that, that pain was so great. It was mm -hmm. so great, Jackie, that I remember going into, we had this big walk-in closet. And I went in that closet and I balled up in a fetal position. Mm -hmm. And I said, God, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to walk through this. Mm -hmm. You've got to help me. If you want me to forgive, you got to teach me how to do this. Mm -hmm. If you want me to restore, you've got to teach me how to do this. I don't know how to do this. Mm -hmm. And Jackie, he walked me through that whole thing. And again, my mind was, if you're asking me this, and that means you're going to fix this relationship, it's going to work. That wasn't the lesson he was teaching me. He was teaching me that forgiveness wasn't mm -hmm. just for the other person. The forgiveness was for me and right. that I had, he did not want my heart to be hardened mm -hmm. and to hate uh, my children's father or to hate anybody in my life for that matter that maybe I was blaming, you know, because we play the blame game. It's mm -hmm. your fault that my marriage didn't work. It's your fault. And, you know, you're you related to him. You should have helped him. You know, maybe his family should have helped him more. You guys should have taught him how to be a man. You know, so I played the blame game. I went through the whole thing, but God had to, he had to get with me personally, even at a very young age. Mm -hmm. He was really dealing with me. He always dealt with me at a young age, but he really taught me a lesson on forgiveness. And I forgave him and I restored the relationship in my heart. But the relationship never, it it was severed. And I remember God saying, when, when I first came to God and everything happened, I realized that there was infidelity. And I came to God and he said, the covenant has been broken and you are free to go, but can you forgive and can you restore? Mm -hmm. I was like, wow. And that's when I, I really set out on a prayer and I did all the fasting and I just really thought, again, okay, well, God is asking me this, then he's going to fix it. I don't know how mm -hmm. I can keep going forward with this hurt, this pain, but God, if you're asking me to do this, then I believe you're going to do it. Mm -hmm. And Jackie, when God got done with me, he began to heal my heart. He began to show me things from his eyes and mm -hmm. no matter how painful that was. And listen, I'm going to tell you something. Divorce is no joke. Divorce is no joke because it's a death. When you come together, God said, Lord, when what he's put together, let no man put asunder. Mm -hmm. Because when, when you try to rip something, if you just imagine two sheets of paper and you glue those two sheets of paper together, if you rip those two sheets of paper apart, they don't stay as two sheets of paper. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a hole somewhere. One is going to have extra stuff, extra layers, and the other is going to have a big hole. Mm -hmm. And that's what happened. I had the hole in my heart. Mm -hmm. There was extra layers of things the enemy was trying to make me just hate everybody and just 
hide away and just not believe in God anymore because he forsake you and he's forsaken you. He's not come through. He's made all these promises and none of that stuff happened. And now you have two children and, and now you're by yourself. You, you started off as one and now you're three and you don't have a father helping you to raise these children. But God, God really, and I've never really just talked about this. So I appreciate you having me on the show, but God really, he really helped me through that, you know, because I can get a little teary. I just remembering some of the things that happened, but God brought me through. And when he told me the covenant was broken and I was free to go, because when you break covenant, the Bible says you're free, you know, you can go, but he asked me to forgive and he asked me to restore so he walked me through that process, Jackie. Mm-hmm. And I remember um, different, I would call different pastor's wives and I would go through, because and during a, well, that's a long story too, but at one point in my married life, I was a pastor's wife. You can't talk, you can't talk to everybody. Many, yeah, like, exactly. who can I talk to? Yeah. You know, so you're afraid to say too much because you don't want to destroy the ministry. Right. You are afraid to put your mouth on the man of God. Mm-hmm. And then you're afraid to talk to other people because you don't want them putting your business out there and telling everybody about your business. So mm-hmm. I really, really felt isolated. Like, God, I don't even have anyone to talk to. So I remember Let me ask a quick question. Were you, um, you were married to a pastor when you got divorced? Yes. Oh, okay. Wow. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. That, 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 is, um, um, that, that is one of those, um, as we call it, the, the elephant is really in the room kind of thing. Um, it is. Where it, well, it, you know what? Let, let, me, let me break something down to you because this is what I typically do, but I'm mm-hmm. just going to be transparent today, Jackie. Mm-hmm. When I got married at 19, mm-hmm. I'm just going to put the whole story out there because typically when I talk about marriage, I combine everything. Mm-hmm. But let me explain to you. My, I was married twice. Okay. This was my first marriage that I'm speaking mm-hmm. of. Mm-hmm. And he was not the pastor. Oh, okay. When I got done with this marriage and God had healed me and took me through all this. And I stayed single, with my, just raising my children. And then um, some years later, you know, I, this is when I met the preacher, the pastor, oh, the man gotcha. of God. All and right, that, that helps. All right. right. Good. Right. Right. And so now I'm thinking. Oh my gosh, this is really going to be good because this is a pastor and everything that I went through before I'm feeling God is now restoring me because everything I went through before now I have a man of God, a man of the cloth and this, this, that, you know, so I'm going through the whole spiel. But what I didn't really realize was I never healed completely from my first marriage. And even though we were 19 and 21 and we lasted for six years and it was rough. It was so very, very rough. And I had moved to the city where he lived. So I left my family and went with him. And it was just, it was bad, but it was good too. Cause I learned a lot and I kept my faith in God through, as they say, through it all, I've learned how to depend on him and trust his word. And I did. And it wasn't perfect because I didn't know how to, I never been in a situation like that. So I didn't know how to handle it. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a lot of things that, I thought was the right thing to do. I, I watched my mom cook. I tried to cook for him every day. Um, but sometimes it just it doesn't matter what you do sometimes. It's not necessarily that it's you or that. And I want to just encourage anyone to listen to this. You can stand on your head, honey. 
sometimes it just it just may not work but that doesn't say that something's wrong with you mm-hmm. and don't take it so personally like I, I faulted myself for the whole marriage. I felt like I wasn't good enough and maybe I just wasn't pretty enough or maybe I just wasn't shapely enough or what was wrong with me? And that's, that's what I kept thinking. What was wrong with me? Mm. Why could you not love me? I gave you all of me. I poured my heart into you. Why can you just accept me? Mm. You know, it kind of sound like, sounds like what Jesus does with us. He mm. pours his heart. He died on the cross for us, gave us his all. And sometimes we just don't accept him. We don't accept what he's offering us. And that's something I learned later in life. You know, like that's what happened with me. And when that marriage was over, you know, I stayed by myself for a while and just went through some, I I don't even know how to describe that time. It was, it was kind of dark, you know, just really dark. But when I, when we had that shootout, Mm -hmm. (laughs) this was after the marriage was over. But when we had that shootout, out and they shot that window out it gave me a quick review like you know how they say your life flashes before you yeah Yeah, Jackie I was like yeah God you know what all that craziness I was going through thinking I was mad at you and Mm -hmm. you showed me real quick Mm -hmm. I need to get myself to Mm -hmm. because life you know my life could have been gone that quickly so that really was an eye-opener for me and at that point I started changing my thoughts towards God started talking to God again and crying out to him and developing a relationship with him, more intimate relationship with him, understanding that he's my maker, he's my creator. And no matter what happens to me, no matter who comes in my life, no matter who goes, that God will always be there with me. And the enemy had lied to me. God had not forsaken me. He had lied to me. God didn't leave me alone. He did not leave me for dead. He was right there with me. But it was the lies of the enemy that I kept believing. And Jackie, if if I'm not careful, He'll still bring those lies up to me. He'll still try to make me feel like God is not there. You're just not pretty. You're just not attractive enough. You're just not this. You're not that. You're never going to be anything in life. And he still, to this day, tries to do that to me. He makes me look at my life sometimes like, why couldn't I just have a normal life like everybody else? Why couldn't I have a good marriage and raise my kids and just have the little house with the white picket fence? Why wasn't that my life? Why my friends are still married and they have the little house with the white picket fence, God, and and they're so happy and they post pictures on Facebook all the time. Why me? Why me? But what I began to learn was that God was doing something with me ministry wise. And I was divorced, I think, for like maybe four years plus um, before I met this the second husband. Now he, like I said, he was, uh, and I, I know I seem like I'm all over the place, but no, I'm just telling you some things that happened. In life. No, that's fine. So when I met him, when I met him, he, um, he was a preacher and he could preach. Oh my goodness. That young man could really, really preach. Now mind you, I'm still young. I'm still under 30. Right. <laughs> and um, when I met him, he just really seemed like he had his life together. He appeared to really, really, Love the Lord. And again, we're in the same religion, same denomination. And, and I'll tell you, don't let me forget. I want to tell you what one of my friends said to me. So if I skip that part, I'll come back to it. Mm-hmm. So we hook up Jackie and everything was like, it was wow. And what I didn't have in my relationship was my husband and I never really had like God talks. We never really talked about the Bible. And 
but I had that this time. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is it. This is it. So we get married and I just, you know, sometimes you just don't even want to tell all this Bishop Jay say, you don't even have to tell all your business, but we got married, girl. I met him and I'm just going to tell it y'all. I'm just going to tell it. Sometimes we just, we just have a moment of insanity. So I met him and I really thought that he was, this is my blessing for what I went through. This is my reward, you know? So Jackie, three weeks later, we were married. Don't faint. Get back in your chair. We got married in three weeks time. Three weeks time. Three weeks. Three weeks. Okay. Okay. Digest that everybody. (sighs) Okay. So met him and just felt like, oh my goodness, this is it. You know, and the funny thing about it was he had come to my church. I was working at General Motors and I wasn't able to come to church that Sunday. So all the young ladies in the church, they were coming to me like, you missed your husband. Your husband was here and you weren't here today. And I was like, okay. You know, in my mind, I'm thinking, the last thing I want or think of is a husband. Did you not remember what I just went through? Mm. So I didn't know. Oh, you thought they were talking him. about your first never husband. Met him. No, I, I knew that they were telling me it was a guy that came to our church. It was a gotcha. visiting church that came to our church. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he preached at our church. Mm-hmm. And they were telling me I should have took off work because that was my husband. So, you know, I'm like, oh, okay, I missed him. So, oh, well, you know, I'm good. But I didn't know who he was anyway. So it was about maybe even six months to a year later that our church went to another church and so did his church. And there we met and he was the preacher for that evening. And girl, when I tell you, he preached the house down. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, look at you. And I was like, Oh yeah, that could be my husband. Mm-hmm. And I had to leave the church early. Girl, I don't know how this happened because he was preaching. By the time I got to the basement of the church, he was right behind me. I should have known that, but so he came and he asked me out to dinner or whatever. And we went to Red Lobster. I remember going to Red Lobster with him and we just began to talk about God, the things of God. And it was like the first time in my life that, you know, of course I was still young, but the first time in my life that somebody was really talking about the thing that I love the most, which is talking about the Lord, the person I love the most. And we did truth toss and I mean, everything like three weeks, those three weeks and like it was forever because we just like looked like we were building this relationship so fast and everything was just great. And my family was like, we know you're going to marry him. I'm like, yeah. So we actually eloped. We weren't going to tell the family or anything because like, we, you know, that's kind of soon. We probably better wait. And although we're married, we're still going to stay in separate homes. You stay right. and that. He was from the, another city as well. Girl, somehow my discerning mama and my discerning sister, mm-hmm. you know, I was in my mom's house and we were sitting on my mom's bed and we were talking and my sister said, my mom was like, well, where's um, your fiance? And I was like, oh, he's at home. And my sister looks at me. She said, did you marry him? She know that. I was like, what? My mom gets up. She, did you marry him? So they're both kind of like coming at me. And I'm like, yeah. They're like, you got married already? So they called and my, they told the whole family group was like a family meeting. I didn't know what was going on. They ended up having a family meeting. Some were just so upset. I couldn't believe it. You know, of course, you know, I'm not understanding. Why are you so upset? Well, it had been three weeks, Jackie. So mm. they were kind of quite upset. And half of the other family, remember I come from a huge family. Mm-hmm. Half of the family was good. The other half of the family was kind of upset. Now I have one brother. He's a pastor in Texas. And if he ever sees this, he knows I'm talking about him. He was so upset. Somebody ran out to the car. He was coming in. He lived in Toledo, Ohio. So he was coming down to the city that I lived in, Youngstown, Ohio. And 
They ran out and told him about it. And he got jammed in his seatbelt. He was so upset. He was frantically trying to get out of his seatbelt. My dad literally had to go cut him out of his seatbelt. Oh, no. <laughs> he was like, no, she didn't. No, she didn't. So some was okay and some was upset. And I just didn't get it. You know, so I'm, I'm thinking, you know, everybody's going to be happy for me. But they clearly saw what I couldn't see. You know, I was happy that I finally felt like I met somebody who loved the Lord. He's a preacher. He's a man of God. You guys, you don't see this. This is it. This is this is going to be my happiness. A girlfriend, we got married and we stayed married for six years though. We got married and um, we, he went from being a preacher to his dad gave him the church and mm-hmm. I co-pastored with him. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I jumped from the skillet to the frying pan, mm-hmm. Jackie. As, as a matter of fact, the day that we got married, this is a true story. The day that we got married, I remember calling my mom, I wanted her to marry us. And she was at the grocery store. I called my one brother who got stuck in the seatbelt and he was asleep. His wife said he was asleep. He had to go to work that night, but she would have him call me because we wanted somebody to marry us that night. We had our mm-hmm. license and everything. We were just excited. So I wasn't trying to keep it from the family. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to be surprised to the rest of the family. So he came up with a preacher friend of his who actually did the ceremony and listen, at the little ceremony in the pastor's house, we were in the pastor's office and I had some flowers and girl, I'm going to borrow this tissue so I can show you. So I had some flowers, girl. Here's my little bouquet. And all of a sudden I'm shaking like this, girl, the flowers are going like this. And the pastor's like, are you sure you want to go through this? Place? And I'm like, um, so he stops everything. And girl, God was trying to give me a way of escape, but I wasn't hearing it. So I'm thinking, I'm just scared because what happened before, I'm just really scared. So I'm like, I'm fine. I'm fine. We can finish this. And so, girl, we finished the ceremony. And when we left, and I remember when we were at, and it was out of town. So I remember looking out the hotel window mm-hmm. and he was in taking a shower, or whatever. And I'm looking out the window and I'm like, all of a sudden I felt this thing come over me. And I was like, God, what did I do? Mm-hmm. What did I do? This is on my wedding night, girl. And I'm like, oh my God, what did I do? It's too late to turn around. In my mind, I'm like, I've already done this. It's too late to turn around. So I'm thinking still that cold feet. And then maybe not. But even that night, you know, I knew something was was wrong. And I couldn't Mm -hmm. put my finger on it. And so we, you know, went on ahead with the marriage. And things were good for like a month. Maybe Mm -hmm. a good month. Mm -hmm. Maybe not even quite two months before I started seeing things. And because we eloped, my family decided they would give us a wedding. And on our way to the wedding, you know, we had a limousine and everything else. And we kind of got into it on the way to the <laughs> on the way to the wedding. And I just was like, I was really sad. And I, I'm thinking, I can't tell anyone that I think I just made the biggest mistake of my life. And how do I tell my family that? Because it's it's done. I'm in it, you know? So now mind you, I'm thinking, but I'm going to make this marriage work. Oh, I'm going to make this marriage work. I don't care what comes, what goes, because I'm not going to be a failure twice. And I'm not going to do that. So we're going to make this marriage work. 